0: then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive?
0: Ryan Griffin got married in California, and I wanted to blend in with the California people. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna get a mustache," and got a lot of compliments. And you know, I don't usually get compliments on my facial hair because I, I can't really grow great facial hair. So uh, I just reverted back to the mustache. I got a couple bachelor parties coming up for my friends, so I figured the mustache would be pretty cool play for those.
2: Cameron Bray, that is an awesome stash. I think he would more likely blend in on the set of a western. Kind of look like Val Kilmer that was in some yeah. western, right? right. Didn't when, that like Tombstone, was, was that said, it? That yeah, it?
0: yeah, right. Yeah, I think I think you're right. When he said he went out to San Francisco for a wedding, I was like, "Did you go out there and like mine for gold too?" That's what he looked like to <laughs> me too, right? The guy with like the pick over his shoulder like, you know, like, "I ho, like he's going to go like boom boom and do that." That's what he looked like a little bit. <laughs> I don't think they sing the Seven Dwarfs song. No, later. I know. I figured Mine they, yeah, right. I didn't I have a song to hum there. The,
2: no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's good. I I, I Look, no I can't chance. do it. I can't pull it off. No. And the, the days have come and gone. What will happen is our hiatus is coming in four weeks or so. And there may be a stretch where I skip a day, I skip a day. And then I get that look from my wife like, your face is white. It's entirely white. Like you've got white hair. You you could be
0: Santa Claus if you let it go. Let's see it. Please go shave. Let's see. I don't want to do it. It I don't want to do it. Nice. Good. Like hiatus. Twitter interaction halfway through. Like, hey, I'm still here, and uh, now everybody make fun of me for a few weeks before I come back to work.
2: I can only do it for like four days, and then I get to the point where it's itchy, it's hot, especially in the summertime. It gets itchy, it gets hot, and I just can't take
0: it anymore. And it's just like, it feels so good to shave it off. Yeah, I hear that. I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I can't do any of it either. And, and when mine gets scruffy, my wife will even be like, oh, I like it. You look cute with its scruffy. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But I, I'm like, I can't take it once it gets like that. I just It gets itchy, and you're right, it's annoying. But like, let me ask you this. And maybe I'm wrong about this. And maybe, you know, everybody in the back can chime in on this. Has, has like, facial hair become more popular in the last two or three years than ever before in our lifetime? I don't think it has. Yes. The the, the control room says yes. I mean, the beards, the mustache. I go to the gym. I see guys with the most perfectly manicured mustache. And all they do is look or beards and all they do is they do a set of curls or bench and then they go and look and make sure their hair's perfect and it's still all perfect and it's just like I don't remember seeing that from grown-ups when I grew up
2: yeah yeah I I remember like back in the 70s here comes the piano there was a lot of crazy wild yeah right facial hair yeah right and and I've noticed some like unkempt like the Cooper Cup unkempt ZZ top beard seems weird to me. If you're gonna have it, I would like to think you would at least manicure it like a hedge, you know? Like don't just let it grow wild. Like it's it, Cooper Cup seems seems strange to me. But I mean, my kid's had a beard since he was 14, and he still got it. I love it, and uh-huh. I, and it, it, he he's been able to grow. A better
0: beard than I've ever been able to grow in my entire life since he was 14 years old. I feel anyway. like James Harden and LeBron James started it. <clears throat> that would be that's where I feel like it started. You know, James would like fear the beard, right, and all that. I think that was him, and then LeBron went that way, and it just feels like everybody got obsessed with it for a while, and is still obsessed, and now we're moving on to the the mustache phase, which which isn't good. I don't I don't really ever look at a human being and go. Man, he looks better with the mustache. It's very rare. Magnum PI comes to, uh, to 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 mind. Like, okay, good-looking guy, mustache. But more times or not. I'm go. Oh, that guy looks better without it than than with. Burt Reynolds. Burt yeah, Reynolds, come that's on. another one. Mike exactly Frances's right. pal, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> hey,
2: um, but but it, it think about think about that awakening when you're a kid, pre-mustache. You've lived your whole life without the hair over your lip, and then all of a sudden it grows in and you're like, damn, (laughs) I look better this way. You're right. It's a very small percentage. And a quick story before I rattle off a couple of other things before we get to the news today, because it's just one of those days, like yesterday was one of those days. But I went to a Catholic high school with a strict no facial hair policy. Now, my son went to a Catholic high school in town that did not have A no facial hair policy, but where I went, yes. So what happens was the summer after we graduated, everybody decides they're going to try to grow a mustache. And they were the most pathetic, cheesiest, ridiculous mustaches that, hey— we finally can grow mustaches, so we're going to do it because yeah. we can. Right, right. And we didn't even try the beard because it was so patchy. It's so like let's just go with the mustache. We know the hair is going to grow over the lips. So we had Mustache Club that summer, and it was uh, it, it was not good. It was ugly. <laughs> Speaking of fashion choices, I I'm I'm, I'm curious. Did you just, like, wake up late or something? Did you just have a black T-shirt? Is there not even a pocket on that thing? Did you just pull over a black undershirt? It's a little
0: bit of a designer T-shirt, and I was just like, you know what? It's nice up here today. And you're right. I never really do this, but I was like – I kind of was, like, getting dressed. I started – you know, I I get, like, halfway dressed. I get the – you know, I get my my, my undershirt on, my underwear, Thanks, no, my pants on, no, yeah. and then I get back. I don't need ready. any more details All right. That. Well, then yeah. I came back in, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to wear, like, a T-shirt today and, like, kind of be comfortable. So I pulled this out, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels good, though. I, I, don't, I don't know what you crazy. were going for. Yeah. I don't know what you were
2: going for, but I, I would say the meathead Steve Jobs thing kind of works a little bit. Okay, good. Kind of. I'll, t- I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, b- by the way, by the way. The romper room stuff from yesterday it it opened up a whole new universe of email correspondence. It gave me an idea of of the demographics of Back in your day all they all came out. It (laughs) resonated. Yeah. yeah, It resonated with a lot of people who watched the show. Right. And the people whose names I rattled off yesterday were very excited because they were specifically mentioned because they were the only ones in the world who have those names. And right. my wife and I were talking about it last night because it was perfect, perfect bookend. We do the the best NFL names. You know, you actually feel bad for the kids out there in the 70s and the 80s when they were actually televising romper room who have unusual names because you ain't ever gonna hear your name Seriously. get called. Seriously. Hey General Booty, sorry, but but Miss Sally isn't gonna say I see General out there. Yeah, this is right. not gonna happen. Right. It's They pro- probably get
0: sued. They'd probably get sued this day and age and get canceled. They'd be like, you haven't said Johnny in four months. We're suing you and canceling you. <laughs>
2: i don't know if you saw the clip i sent to the show thread yesterday but i found on youtube a, a romper room where at the end the, the romper room lady pulls up the mirror and she just she rattles off like a hundred names she said michael twice wow. twice yep how dare you there's only one michael and it's me romper room lady you cannot have a second michael But she was all over the place. I think that they may have had extra time and she was just trying to fill. I know that feeling. Not very often because usually it's the opposite. We're, We're out of time and we've done all the filling at the beginning of the show like now talking about nonsense. But yeah, I... I sent a clip yesterday of the romper room lady, and there were two Michaels, and I was very disappointed because there's only
0: supposed to be one, yep. and it's only supposed to be me. Yep, How dare you? you? How dare yep. you,
2: romper room lady
0: of the past? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Tough deal with it. I, romper room, I wasn't even really aware. I've used like the phrase romper room every now and then. Like The kids are going, like, what is this, romper room? And I don't even know what the hell it means but I've said it because I hear people. I've heard people say it when I was growing up, but... I don't think I really realized that was such a popular show with your generation. I I had forgotten
2: much about it. It was just basically a kindergarten that they put on TV. It was a kindergarten class. And, you know, it's good preparation for little kids that are getting ready to go to school. You get an idea of what it's going to be like. And I remember watching it. I mean, I don't remember anything other than the Magic Mirror part, but but, uh, you know, and and it, uh, it, you put the kid in front of the TV and you, you keep them occupied for a little bit so they're not running around the house doing all sorts of crap. The the football name draft also was very popular, and, and uh, I, you tweeted the graphic from it. Yeah. I tweeted it. I, there's some interesting names that we had not included. If you find the tweets that we posted, you can scroll down them and see some good ones. Uh, Webster Slaughter was one that kept Coming yeah, up, right? Uh, Scott Studwell. How list. dare oh, we? Oh man! How yeah, dare yeah, we right. not mention Scott Studwell? Yeah, that I felt bad about that. Um, uh, there were some other really, really good ones, and most of them are serious. Usually, when we do something like this, Booby Clark. I remember him. I got his football cards from the seventies. But usually, when we do something like this, there's some like over-the-top sarcastic efforts. But these were all, from what I noticed, very yeah. oh, legitimate. Debrickashaw Ferguson was right. one. Rocky Blair. Bled-
0: or Blyer. Blyer, excuse maybe. me. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you're right. Yes. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did. It did. It got It got some uh, traction or got people involved, which is always good. Even Wendy even was texting me names last night still at like 730. And I was like, the draft's over. I, it's a great name. But yeah, the draft's over. <laughs> we failed with Chuck Bednarik. That's a failure. That's uh, yeah, a miss. Right.
2: And, and one guy, and I remember when he was in college, thinking what a great name it was. He didn't play long in the NFL. But several people on Twitter pointed out, Michael Stonebreaker from Notre Dame, who played for like the Bears for maybe a year or two. Yeah, right. But but I remember what an awesome name that
0: was back in the. That was like a late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, I think so. Exactly right. Right. Yeah. No. It it is. I, I think there's probably even more if we dug in deeper to some names where we'd go. Oh man, there's a lot of good football names. It's funny how it translates like that sometimes, where you know there's just meaning in the name, and it just sounds tough, and they end up being a tough football player. There was a
2: receiver for the Vikings named Buster Rhymes and Busta Rhymes the rap hip hop artist was inspired by Buster Rhymes the football that's he stole that name. I didn't name. know that. He stole that name. Wow. He took that name and he churned he changed Buster to Busta and it's Busta Rhymes. Yeah. That's and he, it. And he that's, busted the I already the band. knew that. I already knew that before yesterday. Look at yesterday.
0: you. Look at you all
2: cool was, and romping oh, Room. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. I did not know this. Jack Youngblood. Jim Youngblood. Good tidbit From here. the Rams in the late 70s with their full name on the back of the jersey. Jack Youngblood. We showed the photo yesterday. That was from a Bengals-Rams game in 1984, September. The Rams won that game. Unrelated. Jack and Jim Youngblood. Unrelated. That's amazing. I had no idea. I had no idea that Jack and Jim Youngblood were unrelated. It was just a coincidence and think about it in all these years of football, is there another young blood other than Jack and Jim not that and I ended can, up on the right, same damn right.
0: team at the same damn time? Uh, it, it is. It's crazy. It, it is. It's not, it's a rare last name. And when you said it yesterday, the brothers you was, I was like, you know what? I forgot about that. Yeah. There was another young blood on the team. And then you sent the you know, a text of a few hours later going, they're not even, they're not even related. That, that was a shocker. That really was had no clue about that one. So that was my day on Tuesday. Emails about Romper Room,
2: emails pointing out that Jim and Jack Youngblood not related, and input on other great names from the present and the past in the NFL that we left out. So I had a productive day, uh, ultimately doing nothing other than responding to and reading those emails. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone solutions for your journey. Visit what really matters.com to learn more. All right. Tom Brady had another productive day. A video emerged. Let's let's this. This apparently comes from an in-house documentary that the Buccaneers did on their 2021 season. And there was an interesting clip about Tom Brady and how he always blocks out the noise, except, of course, when he doesn't. Have a look. The
1: Buccaneers, one of the things they had on their side last year was luck. They just got very fortunate. They were very healthy going down the stretch and into the playoffs. Now, here we are a year later, and it looks like the opposite.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how much leftwich is going to have to change the identity of this offense. To stick with Brady for a second, he has this particular game once a year. You just can kind of see he's mentally figured out it's not going to happen for me today.
1: And at this point, he's been so successful at everything he's done. Is he becoming a bad sport? I just look at the TV and I go like this. You guys, you TV. block out the noise because none of it matters and what we do is get back to what we did all year still not perfect but football is not a game of perfect I and mean, we always expect to be at our best we had a tough loss you ignore what they think and you just move on man you fight for another day
2: now look if i'm tv i say what did i do well, I, I'm just the messenger. He says, TV. <laughs> I'm just a TV. I, I'm just a TV. I'm I'm going to broadcast whatever channel you put me on. If it's Romper Room, you're going to see Romper Room. If it's if it's one of the shows that you want to block out the noise, then that's what you're going to see. And that that's this just underscores what we've talked about many times over the years, Chris. They act like they ignore us, and they don't. They don't want to give us the satisfaction. So they say they block out the noise and they don't listen. And that is bullcrap. They do listen. They're obsessed. It's human nature. What are people saying about me? If only I could know what they were saying about me. Oh, wait, there's a way for me to know what they're saying about me. It's called TV, radio, internet, podcast. I can find out what they're saying about me. These guys all have big egos. They're the guys who are in the mirror making sure their mustache still looks tight after doing a set of curls. Yeah, they want to know what people say. They want to reserve
0: the right to act like they don't. But you know damn well they do, Chris. A hundred percent. It's almost, it's really this day and age kind of hard to avoid altogether. You can't just avoid it completely. It, you really can't. You no, know, you know, I mean, it, it, like guy like Brady, yeah, it, it, he definitely listens to the noise. We've seen that. You know, we whether the way he reacts to somebody on the field or, I mean, hey, I, I believe it was last year or the year before I made his Instagram one of his videos about, like, people talking, you know, noise about him. Uh, and I was on there like, he's not the best quarterback in football anymore. So he does use it for motivation. Does it go, like, above and beyond to distract? I think that's where he goes. There's, like, is a fine line of acknowledging what's being said out there. All right, I will say that. And then maybe using as a little fuel, but not carrying it around all the time. Because that's when it can get detrimental. So I do think there is a little bit of both that you can have here as a quarterback. But to just say totally blocked out, like that, that's, that's, I guess, not the right phrase uh, that I would use. I remember
2: in 2007 when the Patriots were undefeated and the Steelers were coming to town. Yes, in December, right. And Anthony there you go. Smith, right. then of the Steelers, made the mistake of chirping. Yep. about the Steelers potentially beating the Patriots whatever it was that he said and what happened after one of the touchdowns Brady runs down there and gets in his, his face, face. Right. so right. The, and and look to the extent especially if you are maniacal about winning to the extent that you can find anything that will get your fire going or intensify sure. that inferno you use it i i would imagine that the infrastructure in the Patriots organization was there to make sure that Tom Brady was aware of what Anthony Smith said. You've said many times before they thought Wes Wilker played better when he was pissed off, so they'd look for ways to piss him off, no find doubt. anything that anyone said yeah. about him to get him pissed off. That was a you know how to stoke those fires. It's part of coaching. Yes, it's right. part of coaching. It's right. not just getting in their face and saying, do a better job, you suck. It's finding ways to press their buttons, and get them going. 100%. And, and yeah, all that noise. So I, I just think it's funny, especially since Tom Brady is going to be making $35 a year, $37.5 million a year. Now doing Yeah, $37.5 right. million a year to be part of the noise, for him to act like he ignores the noise. I just I always think it's funny when someone tries to do that because it's predictable and it's a lie. I, it is. You have to be not human you have to be not human to avoid, to truly avoid and ignore the things that are
0: being said. Well, that's where I, I, I kind of like Brady in the fact that he does listen to the noise a little bit, and he is you know, has a clue about what's going on in society. You know, I, I like that about Tom Brady. I like his chippiness, too. I love the double middle finger at the TV and and saying oh, that. You almost did it. I know, well, it. but I, it is, and and you're, you're right. I mean, hey, coaches, if they're smart, they play that angle a little bit. Really, in a lot of good locker rooms, like probably that 20, uh, 2007 Patriots locker room, probably didn't even worry, Belichick probably didn't even have to do it. Cause they had some guys in there that were edgy and chippy anyways. So they'll just bring it to the locker room by themselves and start saying what whoever's saying in there. So I respect that Brad Brady. I really do. But I will say this, there's a part though, like I was saying, and I, I hope I made sense with it where I think Brady has found the fine line to kind of what you were saying of, okay, use it as a motivation, use it as fire. But when it comes time to now I'm getting ready to go out in the field he can block it out and now focus on what he's got to do. Like, oh, here's the checks, here's the plays. Okay, i got to tell this guy this guy on this play and remind this guy of that. And that's where I think he's trying to convey that. So, uh, But, yeah, I don't think blocking it out is the right phrase. Blocking it out, to me, is scary. When I hear a guy that's too blocked out, I think of, like, Carson Wentz in Philadelphia a few years ago. Remember we had that conversation? He was clueless. He didn't even know, like, Doc Rivers was signed by the 76ers. And it's like, what – yeah, you're 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 too blocked out, Carson Wentz. You got to be, you know, in the fabric of the city a little bit and know what's going on. And that's where I think Brady has found the the fine line or the right approach there.
2: And and I think that the sweet spot would go something like this: you seek that out for motivation during the mundane aspects exactly. of the week, right? The right. workouts, the meetings, right the film study, sure. the extra time with your iPad or your tablet, studying the game plan, all the stuff that that isn't playing the game, that doesn't naturally have the adrenaline. So you use the criticism then to get you locked in and focused and do everything you're supposed to do. Stay properly hydrated, get enough sleep, do all that. Got to do all the things I need to do. I'm pissed off I'm going to do all the things I need to do. And then you set it aside Friday or Saturday – and you focus on the task at hand. I think that's a way to get the best I, of both I, that's worlds. What I think you're right. right. You, let it, you let it stoke your fire, right. and then you set it aside so it doesn't make you so emotional and so obsessed that it becomes a problem. Now, we say that, but what happened during that game against the Steelers in 2007? He got in Anthony Smith's face. He didn't yeah. forget about it yeah. once the game, game was in hand. By the way, I don't know why I stopped you from doing the double barrel middle fingers. We have been. I know. We ha- if We've you haven't noticed this isn't Rumper Room, folks. <laughs> and, and I was on with Dan Patrick yesterday because he's on after us here on Peacock. Yeah. But his radio show is also on 275-plus over-the-air station. So he's FCC-regulated. He can't get away with that. And we were joking about it. And I said, you know, we're letting these things fly. and Nobody's saying anything to us, so we're just going to keep doing it. And he said that when he used to do Sports Center with Keith Oberman. They would let a few fly from time to time just to see if the bosses were paying attention and they ultimately came to the conclusion that the bosses weren't watching, so they'd say whatever the hell they wanted to say. <laughs> so
0: I, I I can remember them you know, dancing that fine line those two a little bit. I do. That I mean that was the two best sports center anchors ever, so that was amazing. But yeah, sorry, I didn't keep going.
2: No, no, but this is yeah. the point. I mean, yeah. I don't know why I stopped you from doing the double belt and middle finger. I mean let's 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 I guess we test this until we get I I kind of expect... We dropped three S-bombs yesterday. I kind of expected to hear something. I know. What's the over-under? I know. Before we, we... You know, do we just have to come out and
0: go S-bomb over and over and over again? Is that when we're going to... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. want to find I out. Feel, I It's, it's I don't like to, my podcast, I let them fly Chris, everywhere. And poor Kristen, who's in the back room right now, has to, you know, manage it a little bit when we, yeah. you know, post it or whatever. Uh, she's probably talking to us right now, like, would these two shut up and... Stop. Don't swear, because we probably make right. her life a little bit more complicated. There are many streaming platforms
2: out there, including Peacock, all of which you will find contain profanity and and other things that require parental warning. Tom Brady will be the subject of an event that undoubtedly will include some salty language. He is both the executive producer and the first subject of what they are calling the greatest roasts of all time or Grote. Okay. Um, look, I, I don't... Maybe maybe it will be the funniest thing we've ever seen. You know, if you do a roast the right way, it is funny. I, I don't know who's going to be involved in the roast of Tom Brady. That's going to go a long way toward determining how funny it is or isn't, what kind of material they are fed yeah. or what they come up with. That will go a long way toward determining what is or isn't funny. Please don't let Rob Gronkowski anywhere near the microphone. He did a roast of David Ortiz several years ago that they were going to put on NESN in the Boston area, and they couldn't use it because in part of the stuff he said, cancelable stuff from Gronk six years ago, five years ago. So a part of me really wants Gronk involved, and part of me says, God, no, please don't give Gronk a microphone. But that's coming after the season. They're going to tape it after the season. There's going to be a roast of Tom Brady, and it's the first of, I don't know who they're going to move to next. But they're starting with Tom Brady, and he's an executive producer, which means anytime you see executive producer for something like that, that means more.
0: That means more big money for Tom. Yeah, as he tries to build up enough to go buy a team. They can be funny, like what are the old roasts like back in the day, right? Like in the seventies, where they used to like roast people. Dean Martin, yes, Dean Martin. Listen, when they're on. You know, DirecTV, what is it, Channel 203 every now and then. They're trying to get you to buy the Time Life roast of Dean Martins and all those. It is funny. It is. I still sit there and watch it. I love that Brady is, like, kind of, you know, out there a lot more than he used to be. There's no question. You know, it is cool. I will say this, though. Let me just ask you this. Because this is, I feel like we're going a little bit into a rare territory with one of the, you know, Four biggest stars in the in sports in the history of our country, right? I mean, I, I think I'm. It's official to put Brady in that that category of Muhammad Ali, Babe Ruth, Michael Jordan as, as the top four in in the sports as far as this country. High, high praise from a guy who hates Tom Brady. I know, right? Right? Yes, I hate him. I know. I get it. Um, so, uh, but so, but but what I also would say is, I feel like this is the first time where one of these type of guys, maybe, maybe, all right, and we're not there yet, but I do feel like we're going there, and I've heard you make some comments a little bit here and there too, and I've heard a lot of other people, and that's why I'm saying it. Like, I would worry about oversaturation just a little bit. I really would. I, I it, it, Because Michael Jordan was the man, and then we didn't really – when it, he got away, you, oh, well, there was a Nike commercial he's on or a Coke commercial, well, and that was it.
2: But everywhere you look, people are buying those Jordan shoes. That's something Brady's never going to have. That's never going to get He's never going to have an iconic brand no. attached to anything. He's trying. He got started way too late. Yes. He's trying with his clothing line, but it's too late. It's
0: never going to be what the Jordan brand has become. No. But
2: he's been – I. I but at like at Jordan wasn't thrusting himself
0: and in the the public uh, eye, right. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there.
2: No, no, yeah, yeah but he still he still shows up in commercials.
0: Yes, you still see him. But he's not but doing he's not his, not his own Netflix roasts, and he's right. not putting Instagram videos out all the time and doing things that are driven by him to put him out there. That's where I just find I it different. And I'm not I'm not I know people are gonna go, oh, he's being a hey Brady, sure, great. But now he's also, like we talked about last week, going to be on our TV 23 weeks a year, too. And just, you know, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, because there are people. Uh, I know a lot of people that are like, damn, I'm about at my lifetime limit of Tom Brady. I, I, yeah. So you're, you're, you're talking to one of those people. Well, so, I mean, there you go. <laughs> I, I think there is people like that. Some people are like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I love it. And I love to see this side of it. But I know just as many people that are like, man. This is, this is 21 years now, and he's being thrusted in our face even more now than ever. And that, that's where I just find it to be an interesting little experiment as we go here.
2: Fireworks, parades, and Tom Brady. Three things I have reached my lifetime limit up. <laughs> um, and, and also, like, he's got this movie with Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, where they play this group of, of – aging fans that want to go see the Patriots in a Super Bowl and he's I think he's the executive producer of that too. Yeah, he's going to so be a star I mean. in that that's movie. So saying. it's yeah. movie, it's TV, it's Fox, it's everywhere. It's it ESPN does get to the point. Net, uh,
0: under armor in the arena. It's you know, that's that's all I'm bringing up, you know. I still don't know anybody
2: that watched that. I'm sorry, Tom. I don't know any no, there was no I know and th- then this is and, and this is part of the noise. That he blocks out. He's probably saying F.U. Peacock right now, (laughs) if he's even remotely aware of what we're discussing. But I think that he believed that the man in the arena would be another last dance. Well, you put it on ESPN, maybe. You put it on ESPN Plus. No. And I know he has planned. The numbers are going up. And that's fine. But. I don't know there was no buzz. None. I monitor this stuff all the time and if there'd have been buzz, I could have created content for yeah. PFT. We could have talked about it here. The man in the arena created zero buzz. He's the still only, in the arena.
0: It's it's hard. The to, only
2: yeah. You're right. The only buzz it created was that apparently Shefty and Jeff Darlington got wind of his intended retirement because the final episode of the man in the arena included him saying, I'm done playing football, and that's where that all came from. Gotcha. So that's the only buzz that the man in the arena created. And hey, here's the, here's the reality. If you're going to be Tom Brady and you're going to be swinging the bat at all these different things, not all of them are going to be successful. Sure. Not all of them are going to be what you expected them to be. And we, we've just spent 20 minutes talking about the way Tom Brady is. What's going to happen is... People saying, oh, that didn't work out very well. It's going to piss him off, and it's going to make him more determined for the next thing to be successful, and then he's going to run up and get in somebody's face at some awards show and yell at him like he yelled at Anthony Smith. Well, well just hopefully he doesn't. Maybe not, but it would yeah, be great if he does. I would.
0: Hopefully he doesn't slap him like Will Smith. That's, 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 <laughs> that's true. Because he's, <laughs> that's he's true. opened up a can of worms of just like it's, it's an issue, and I knew it would Don't be. be like Will Smith yeah.
2: in how you interact with the next Anthony Smith. <laughs> that's company.
0: right. That's right. But it, it is it – is, uh, Different, you know, yeah, man in the arena compared to the last dance. Well, yeah, there's a difference there. Even though we're putting them on the Mountain Rushmore there, that, that was 25 years ago. We were thirsty for, you know, the Jordan story. Let alone, you know, you weren't allowed into some of those stories at the time. And I just feel like with, you know, now with the social media and everything, we know so many of the stories oh, and everything. Absolutely. Think about it. As it unfolded right we didn't know what was going on exactly right the things in sports now play out in real
2: time right there's never going to be another documentary as compelling as the last dance because for any of the dynasties or great careers that happen we know or at least have access to everything we would want to know as it happens same thing with the series about the lakers that HBO yeah. didn't call it right. Showtime because right. of Showtime, so they got to call it Winning Time, which I think is so stupid. It, it just should have but called it Showtime. But it's a great show. It's, your right. great show. it's your show. But in the 80s, you, there's no way yeah, to know you what's didn't going know. on. Right. You didn't know. Right. Now you know. Yes. It's, 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 you're exactly right. You know, you're, you're, Oh, you know what? There's one more they could do. There's one more they could do. They could do one on the Cowboys of the nineties. Oh, definitely. They could do that. Oh,
0: definitely. There'd be, there'd be, uh, I mean, that, I, that'd be really interesting. That'd be right. Cause I've heard some stories about that team there. (laughs) That would be really fun to watch. They'd have to put that on HBO for sure. That's for sure. Hey, (laughs) Jeff Perlman's book. Showtime was the basis for winning
2: time. and He, he wrote boys will be boys back 2008-2009 time frame that 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 if i'm jeff perlman and i'm looking to yeah to ride the wave right. from showtime slash winning time i'm talking to hbo or showtime or peacock or espn plus or whoever about boys will be boys uh, they really because should that, have that going that, that would the, be like, yes that would be
0: Maybe as compelling as, as the Lakers. Think. I think we're onto something there. I mean, cause it, you're, you're like, I'd love to see one of those with the eighties, 49ers, or the, even the, the, the bad boy Pistons at the end of the eighties and all of that. They're, How about the bears from, that's from what 84 I mean. to 88? Sure. Right. Yes. I, I think there's some, some wiggle room there to put that on where, yes, we're going to be a lot that we don't know really that went on you know, behind the scenes then.
2: All right, well let's quit our jobs and become let's start being executive producers. Developers, (laughs) because that's how you get the money. Executive producer of a TV show like that that gets picked up by a Netflix or something, that's how you make the real money, the Tom Brady money that he keeps finding more and more ways to make. Back to your original point. I mean he's done everything but put out an album. When, yeah, when's right, right. when's the Tom Brady album coming where he you know like Terry Bradshaw, or Deion Sanders is a musical artist.
0: Yeah. Thank
2: funny. God he can't sing because let me tell you, if he could sing, the son of a bitch would do it. I'm telling you. If he could sing, he would do it. And I mean that in a loving and respectful way. But he would do it. He would do it if he could
0: sing. It's almost like, like he was shoved in the closet for 18 years and had all these emotions and thoughts and like just damn, I've been locking away my personality because he does have a great personality. He does. It, it's um, it's great that everybody is getting to see that. That's one thing I've known about Tom Brady for a long time. He's amazing charisma, of course. Amazing people skills. He's funny. He's humble. Uh, so all of that I respect. Yeah, th- there's some insecurity, sure, but he doesn't. You know, we 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 can dance down that lane every now and then, whatever. But either way, yes. Uh, I feel like it's like it's almost a makeup from being locked away in, in Belichickville for so long, and now he's like, oh my gosh, this is great to open my mouth and be me and not have to worry. And he needs somebody to rein him in a little bit. That's our point. I think it's, so. It, right.
2: it, it's, he's running the risk of Tom Brady overload. I, I would agree. Um, yeah, I would agree. But, 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 I mean, here yeah, we are. Yeah, but he's still killing a, it, and
0: we're talking, on, right? a,
2: on a mid to late May morning, thank you very much, Tom. Thank you. And look, I, I I knew the moment that they came back and beat the Falcons in Super Bowl 51, that that was when he entered another the level. rarefied air. Yeah. That's when he became greatest quarterback of all time, maybe greatest NFL player of all time. Yeah. And that was where – and it was five freaking years ago. I started saying then he's now in that Michael Jordan phase where – you better go see him play while you can. Yeah, he's anywhere near you, driving distance, short flight, wherever. Get a ticket and go see him play. And that's that's where he's been. And so, look, I, I wanted to keep playing. I appreciate it. I think he can play beyond forty-five. I it's, think he, yeah. we've talked about it. he's he can play. He can play until he could play until he's fifty if he wanted to. His arm people will think be there. He's gonna, people think he's going to Fox next year. That that deal isn't going anywhere, and wow. I suspect. Look at these that they they're, they're I rifles. suspect. That, that that contract is written in a way that gives him full flexibility to decide when the 10-year period starts and and there, there's he, he can he he can play as long as he wants he's not going to put any limit on how long he can play or some artificial limit in a, in a fox contract and I want him to keep playing I've said before I want Aaron Rodgers to play until he's 60 I'll take Tom Brady until he's 60 I'll settle for 50. I mean, these are some of the great quarterbacks of all time who are still getting it done. And, you know, we set aside all the other stuff. We can appreciate the fact that there's a brilliance there, that competitive drive, the FUTV stuff, all the stuff that gets him motivated. It's hard to keep doing it year in and year out. I remember when, you know, when he retired um, and and just the way that it all worked. Yeah. I mean, he it's no one's ever done this before. No. No one's ever played at this level so deep into their life that they know what to do. And how do you balance family when your family is maturing before your eyes and your career is still going? Like for most professional athletes, yeah. you hit the natural ending point. You never have to get into these issues. And he's yeah. found a way to – he's found a way. He's found a balance. He's found a balance. All it took was being home for four or five weeks and <laughs> yeah. his wife saying, can you – Get out of get here. Get hell out I mean, of yeah, here. Yeah, you're you out of balance. find something to do. Um, I, yeah, yeah. So, it's, I think it's great. I think it's great. And it's it's inspirational to say, look, I mean, we can be critical that he... But, it, but it, it's a fair... We're not being joke, critical. We I've, were just
0: bringing up a point, I think. I, I think this, that there's... Yeah.
2: I think that he needs somebody to it's tell a him. Line. You fine line. You can be overexposed. Yes. And you can start alienating people just because... Oh God! Here he is. Oh, yeah. Will I know. this guy ever like yeah. d- just? I've had enough. I, I, I've had I, enough. I think
0: there is yes, right. There's. I think there is. I mean, again, you just look at anything on social media, or sometimes an article you write about him, and you can see, you know, if you see a hundred comments, you see twenty, twenty five that are like that for sure. Um, but it it is interesting, and you're right. I mean, listen, I'm a guy that sat sat here and over the last year have changed, uh, and and do believe Brady Brady is the goat. I do. I mean, it, it, it's because... The goat of what, though? Quarterbacks, NFL players, or no. all No, well, this is where I want to get into, because this is where I think it's an interesting conversation. Go to quarterbacks, sure, yes. No doubt about it. And But where it's different to me, and I think the hard time, or I had a hard time coming around to it, I mean, we know he's got, you know, you know all the hardware and the most, more pelts on the horse than anybody, for sure. All right, so that's awesome. But unlike Muhammad Ali or Babe Ruth, or Michael Jordan, the the guys that are up there with him, they were the physically best at their sport. Right? There was a time where you went, nobody is physically better. Muhammad Ali's hands are so damn quick, and his feet are so quick, and he had a good chin that he was the best in the sport. There was nobody that doubted. Not only did he have the brains and you know the toughness, but the physical ability. Jordan at his best. Absolutely the physically best player we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. And then Babe Ruth was hitting more home runs than the rest of the league combined. So that just tells you the where the the Brady thing is different is kind of what you were saying. It's this consistent top three, top five quarterback in football for twenty two years. And the last few years in Tampa, especially, you know, aggressive throws. No, winning games, going for it, not worried about. I threw three interceptions in the NFC Championship game, and then crawl into a hole, make a crawl, crawl into a hole, make a big throw. You know, in the fourth quarter, into a tight window to put the game away. To me, you know, that's where Rodgers misses a little bit. But I also, with Brady, and I'm sorry to talk here, but just like his his absolute best to me is still not the as good as the absolute best, a Manning and Aaron Rodgers or. A John Elway had and that's where it's a little different and I, I'm just talking here because we're sports guys no, you're and, right you know? listen yeah. listen yeah it's
2: it's 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 the Emmett Smith dynamic a little bit you're right it, that's a
0: good one to use right you know,
2: right Emmitt Smith was never the jaw-dropping oh crap Barry Sanders yes right Walter there wasn't Payton in the one, prime the, AP right. Right. right right but he just kept going yeah and going and going through any and all adversity, any and all injury, he kept going until he was the king of the mountain. And was there ever a time where Emmett Smith just jumps off your TV screen as having legendary skills? No, but he did it better, longer than anyone else. Yeah. and that I think that's what. And, and Emmitt had three. Tom Brady's got seven. Yeah that that's you bring all that together the longevity right the championship pedigree right and the fact that he's 40 he's going to be 45 in a couple of months yeah. and it's just so funny that he retired now we know but we, I think as we get farther removed from the retirement I'd like to think that people with common sense and logic and an ability to be remotely objective we're going to understand that it wasn't retirement it was an effort to get away from the Buccaneers and I know that this really pisses off Buccaneers fans and in turn Dolphins fans because they're all in with Tua but that's what it was he wanted to go to a different team yes and if he just hadn't signed the extension in 21 he would have been a free agent and he could have gone to another team but he was in they had him in they had him in a box credit to the Buccaneers they they had him in a box and they weren't letting him out no. And I, I, I thought they would. I thought they would, but they weren't letting that asset go because they knew if this guy plays, if we can, if we can push his buttons the right way and get him to play, we got a full stadium this year. When otherwise it's going to be crickets
0: for Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask or whoever else <laughs> they would have brought in. I just wonder if they would have let him go with the Miami thing. You know, again, I'm still one that thinks there was even maybe a wiggling to go to Fort San Francisco, as we've talked about before. Uh, I, uh, you know, we discussed that. I, I still think it's odd that, you know, the 49ers and Shanahan wasn't at the Combine and just happened to be that Tom Brady was down the road at that time. So and they hire his, his uh, former teammate Brian Greasy to be the quarterback. Exactly. Coach, so way. I could see – Same week. I could see, like, Tampa not being cool with that. Like, we're, you're not going to the 49ers. We're going to have to play in the NFC Championship game. That ain't happening. So I do wonder, though, if the Brian Flores thing happened and all of that – if they would have let it go. As I discussed uh, before and I, I and maybe I misspoke a little bit here with this. You know, but but I there was talks of this. It was, it was way down the road as you talked about and it was my understanding that they needed an answer because they wanted to get into the maybe into the quarterback market if they knew he wasn't going to play and uh that's what made the decision happen maybe a well, little bit more, you know, hastily after that.
2: What happened was when he retires the Miami thing is happening. It's happening. Yes. right. So whatever was going to go down, they'd already crossed that bridge. I know you've heard second-round pick. I know that it was going to be a first-round pick in 2023 for Sean Payton. It was happening. And then it doesn't happen because of Brian Flores. That's when Tom Brady has to go back and reevaluate and figure out what he's going to do. Right. And that may be when it became obvious to him, okay, I'm not going to find an easy path to another team. The Buccaneers... He didn't want to... See, I I thought it was to his benefit to let the Buccaneers move on. If the Buccaneers had traded for Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield, and they have a big financial commitment to some other guy, then if you're Tom Brady... And you say, well, okay, I'm coming back. They're going to say, oh, God, no, we've moved on, like the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers after Brett Favre left. So I thought he'd play that out, but I didn't but, think he wanted to take that risk. Yes. I didn't think he wanted to take that risk.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. He, because he knows that, the, damn, the Bucks are that's still one of the handful of teams that, that got the talent to go to the Super Bowl here. I can't just let that go. you know. And and, and one of the things I will say where I want to correct myself for Jason Light or anybody out there in Tampa Bay um, because I know I got some pushback from Rick Stroud, the great writer in Tampa, where I had kind of brought up at one point the name Deshaun Watson, right? And I was kind of just using it as an example to say they were getting in the quarterback market and that's not tr- – I didn't have any knowledge or n- knew anything about Deshaun Watson and Tampa, and I want to make that clear. And I don't think, from what I know, Tampa did not try to pursue him All right, at all. So I'd like to clear that up for sure. But either way – You're not the only one that said it, though. I know, well, I know. There. But it I don't want to – I like the Bucks. Of- I like the Bucks. Yeah. I, I, want, I know Jason Light. I, want, I don't want them to think I'm trying to you know, throw shade out there or, or make them look bad or anything like that. Uh, so I, I did want to correct that part. I think the other factor, too, Tom
2: knew I better come back before they put the schedule together.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: Or I'm not – I'm not. my brand is going to suffer. I'm not going to be in prime time five times if I wait too long. And they admitted the schedule makers did. They went back and started over again yeah. once Tom Brady retired. They're trying to maximize their assets. And, right. and that's why, Chris, to bring it back to would the Buccaneers have let him go to Miami, I think yes, because I think at some point 345 Park Avenue gets involved to make sure that Tom Brady is going to Miami and playing football. We want Tom Brady on that wall. We need him on that wall. This guy wants to play in the NFL. He's our biggest attraction. One of them, if not the biggest attraction, hell yes, Tampa Bay. And and I always, I was saying back at the time, it's an easy argument for Tom Brady to make. Hey, I did the extension last year to help you guys under the salary right. cap. Right, right. I did a two-year contract. I've been here two years. I did a one-year extension for cap purposes. Come on.
0: Let me go. I let's think work this out. Take what you can would've. get and let's yes. go. Right. I, again, as, as I've been led to believe by people that are very much in the know, that, uh, yes, a lot of that was in it's the works. Happening. Yes. It, folks. Well, they're all knowing Everybody will figure it out. Bucking on. You know, it was
2: happening. Starts. Yes. Brian Flores' lawsuit is what kept it from happening. But for that lawsuit, Tom Brady gets announced the following week as a minority owner of the Dolphins. Not long after that, Sean Payton becomes the head coach. And at some point after that, Tom Brady becomes the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. It was happening. And you can, you can, you can say TV or laptop or cell phone, not that any of those instruments are guilty in this regard. You're, you're mad at us. You can be mad all you want. It was happening. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I know when we've really gone off the rails, when I look at the outline we share and I see giant blocks of topics just crossed out by courtney <laughs> like up. Oh, gotta throw that out of the balloon gotta throw that out of the balloon gotta throw that out of the balloon so uh we're gonna take a break and regroup and we'll figure out what the hell we're gonna do for the rest of the show when bft live continues right after this
1: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards